Hello and welcome to VG Musings, the podcast that dissects video game music from the perspective of an amateur music lover and longtime video game player. I'm your host, David Ducart, and it's my weekly pleasure to select music I personally enjoy from video games. I then analyze those pieces and provide the reasons why I think they're noteworthy. Fair warning, there will be spoilers for any game I discuss. On this week's episode, we venture beneath the surface of Planet Sebas to discuss Brinstar's Red Zone track from Super Metroid, composed by Kenji Yamamoto and Minako Hamano. Will it leave us with chills like we got struck with the ice beam? Or will we have to wall jump away? The red zone of Brinstar is an interesting area even before we get to the music. Just prior, Samus had been deeply invested in battles to survive in the overgrowth of the green Brinstar, fighting one of the game's first mini-bosses, the Spore Spawn. After having gotten the super missile upgrade as a reward, she has ventured deeper into the planet, only to discover the red zone, completely bereft of plant life, instead resembling red bedrock or something, I don't know, I'm not a geologist. This area, while small in terms of the overall game map, Taking up only a third of Brinstar and maybe a tenth of the total explorable area of Zebes is fairly significant, as it serves as a bridging point between most of the game's major areas, including the aforementioned Green Brinstar, several sections of Criteria, the underwater area of Meridia, the hellish Norfair, and even the boss zone of major Metroid baddie, Kraid. The music is appropriately somber, especially in contrast to the fast tempo and upbeat music of the prior area. Red Zone focuses greatly on slower bass tones, creating a sense of unease and discomfort, sounding a bit like a slowed-down heartbeat. The synthesized choir playing the harmony against the melody of the synthesized flute serves to make the whole area feel more alien than any of the previous sections of the game. At one point, a secondary melody line enters, and while it sounds like a piano to me, it also seems to be emulating the sound of a koto, a traditional Japanese instrument, giving the new melody line a distinctly Japanese feel. This brings out a newer, more pleasing tone to the piece. The Red Zone music is atmospherically appropriate, not only to the area it plays in, but the game in its entirety. Within the context of the area, it is haunting and alien, creating a sense of unease within the player as they first enter, and the colors change from the lush greens prior. It's not quite threatening, but it does have a certain air of menace, as if something's waiting to lunge out from the shadows and catch Samus by surprise. This extends beyond the red zone of Brinstar to the very nature of Zebes itself. Once Samus is home, the planet has become hostile to her after the space pirates took it for themselves. But there's still an underlying beauty that cannot be denied or completely erased. At least, not until the very end of the game, when Zebes goes boom. I'll be honest with everyone listening. This is one of my favorite pieces of video game music of all time. The Super Metroid soundtrack in general convinced me that video game music could be something amazing, something akin to the greatest movie soundtracks or even timeless classical masterpieces. Red Zone absolutely nails what I think a piece of video game music should be. It can be listened to in short spurts or for hours, and I can speak very much to the latter. Super Metroid was one of the games my family frequently rented when I was a kid. Yes, I just dated myself as being from the pre-internet era, so what? and since memory cards didn't exist yet, I often had to restart my progress. As a result, I often lost track of where my next objective was, especially once the game had you start backtracking. I would spend hours lost between Brinstar and Norfair, 
trying to find the next thing I was supposed to do. In a lot of ways, this cemented my love for Metroid as well as my admiration for Samus. I could only imagine that Samus was as frustrated as I was, unable to make any progress. But I knew that she was a hero, and that nothing would stop her from trying to stop the space pirates and save the BB Metroid. So I had to get better at the game, in order to help Samus do what she does best, be an absolute badass. And the fact that I never got sick of the music really helped drive home the amazing artistry that video game composers can pull off. It is so difficult to write songs that need to be repeated ad nauseum until something changes that don't drive the listener to the brink of sanity, and yet composers are expected to do it many times within a single game. The Super Metroid soundtrack is a masterpiece, and in my opinion, this song is its crowning jewel. It is also a piece of video game music that I believe showed the power of remixes. Believe it or not, in spite of the praises I've sung thus far, I don't believe this is a song that could be played for anyone without specific context. On its own, the track's strengths within Super Metroid actually work against it. The atmospheric nature of the song still transports you to Zebes, but without the context of the game, you're left confused about why you're there. At least not without some outside help. I have heard some absolutely amazing remixes of this track over the years. Personal recommendations of mine are Luminous' remix from their Super Metroid resynthesized album that reconceptualizes the song as a synth-pop masterpiece, as well as the ever-fabulous rendition by Smooth McGroove, creating an acapella jam. They all help give the song some needed extra layers that transform it from fantastic game music into an amazing standalone piece that can be enjoyed by anyone. Explore around and find the version of this song that speaks to you. I think it's absolutely amazing that this song is so versatile. It stands incredibly well on its own within the game, and with some additional outside work, it can also be a fantastic standalone track. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of VG Musings. Please leave a rating and follow me on Facebook at facebook.com vgmusings. If you'd like to let me know what you thought about this week's episode and what piece of video game music you'd like to hear me talk about in the future, you can reach me at vgmusings at dukeboxnetwork.com. Also visit us at dukeboxnetwork.com for updates to this and other projects. If you'd like to support the show, you can find me at patreon.com vgmusings and gain access to patron exclusives, including episode shoutouts, as well as exclusive voting rights to help me choose future songs to discuss. The VG Musings theme song was provided by PopSky, whom you can find at popskyy.bandcamp.com and twitter.com slash popskyy. As always, it's been a pleasure to talk nerdy music with you. Until next time.